Homily for the Solemnity of Pentecost, St. Mary's Church, May 20th, 2018. Hollywood loves explosions. There is an endless list of movies and TV programs that feature creative ways of blowing things up. Many years ago, a common part of the plot for these programs was that anyone could easily obtain dynamite. Sticks of dynamite seemed to be cheap and plentiful, as though they sat on the shelf next to the salt and pepper at the general store. Also, rigging up fuses and detonators seemed equally simple, something anyone off the street could figure out if he wanted to. Of course, we know life doesn't quite work that way, thank goodness. Explosions are not as common as the silver screen would have us believe. Similarly, what happened in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost was extraordinary. What we need to remember, though, was that the descent of the Holy Spirit was not a one-time thing like a dynamite blast. Lots of noise, a cloud of dust, but then it's over and done. Rather, to use a closely related word, the Pentecost event was a dynamo. It is a continual power source. I came across something Pope St. John Paul II once said that I think captures this idea very well. He said, quote, We have the duty and the joy to proclaim that Pentecost is still happening. We know that 50 days after Easter, the apostles, gathered together in the same upper room as had been used for the first Eucharist, discovered in themselves the power of the Holy Spirit who descended upon them, the strength of him whom the Lord had promised so often as the outcome of his suffering on the cross. And strengthened in this way, they began to act, that is, to perform their role. But here today, not only the Basilica of St. Peter in Rome, but also every place where the disciples of the Lord gather is an extension of that original upper room. End of quote. Recalling the day of Pentecost stirs up some vivid images in our minds. The rushing wind that entered the room reminds us of how God's Spirit, according to the book of Genesis, moved across the waters at the dawn of creation. The fire, seen in the Holy Spirit's tongues of flame, represents three distinct qualities. A. The fire's light illumined the apostles' minds to see and know Christ even better. B. The fire's heat warmed their hearts and stirred them to bold action. C. The fire cleansed them from sin, as a flame purifies metal by consuming and separating the dross from the ore. All of these physical elements must have been so intense that they caused people to flock to the place. And once they did, the apostles engaged them and offered to share the gospel. Just as the twelve were empowered to preach to all the nations— So the Church of Christ overcomes barriers of language and geography to truly be Catholic, that is, universal, and proclaim the good news to all places at all times. That's why in our first reading, St. Luke went through the trouble of listing the roll call of ethnic groups gathered in Jerusalem that day. It's not just to give the reader at Mass a challenge. Therefore, the Church has reversed the tragic events at the Tower of Babel, the confusion of man's languages due to pride and a lack of fidelity to God. In the Holy Spirit, our Savior is working to draw all people together, despite the forces that would keep them apart. Jesus has given us the advocate that he has promised. But for many of us, the traditional terms 
of advocate and paraclete do not fully encapsulate the working of the Holy Spirit. A dynamo should be dynamic, after all. The Spirit drives us on. He stirs our hearts, strengthens us, pushes us out of complacency. That being the case, our Lord's promise is no lullaby for the faint-hearted. Where are the fireworks in the body of Christ? What about our Christian identity is energized and combustible? How do we, both individually and as a community, make a mark on the world? The teachings of Christ are a bold alternative to the secular world in which we live. The two are as contrasting as a black ink stain on a white shirt. To the apostles, wearing camouflage would have been unthinkable. To simply blend in was to fail. Since we have the good news of salvation in Christ and the fullness of his gifts to that end, we need to embrace that truth. If we compromise our core principles regarding what we believe and how we live, others can rightly question whether we have core principles at all. Is the Holy Spirit accomplishing dynamic things through us as people? If not, the blame does not lie with him. We have received the Holy Spirit in our baptism and confirmation, so that he may remind us of all Jesus has taught us. Just as the first Pentecost event blew people's socks off, so should it be for each of us, baptized in the name of Christ. After all, Jesus, more than anyone else, is the one to whom we owe our loyalty. May the Holy Spirit help us to live and die united to him.